I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everybody? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we have Dan. Dan. Hey, hey. Dan the man. <laughs> That's right. Dan, Dan emailed in. He has his own podcast called Band Camp, and he also has a really spooky haunting that he's going to tell us about. Dan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's funny that you just called me Dan the man, because probably after I tell my story, you're going to be like, not much of a man. Oh, but, no. No. <laughs> Well, well yeah. you know what it is, right? Because I told you, Noah. Yes, yeah. JJ and Kat have not heard it. We like to keep them uh, blind going in, so we'll get an honest reaction. But <laughs> the story does seem like something JJ would find, a situation he would find himself in. So I am curious <laughs> to hear it. Um, well, Dan, before we jump into your story, where do you fall in the believometer? Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts, and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. I would say, I, I knew you were going to ask me this, and <laughs> if we would have had this interview five years ago, I'd say, uh, it's, it's, can I swear? I forget. Yes. Yeah, can. it's, it's, it's right. bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now I am, uh, I'm right up there. I, I'm at like at least uh, eight or nine and probably 10, because what could have happened to me could have been a coincidence, but it would be really weird if it was. Did this thing that happened happen one time at band camp? 
<laughs> this one time at band camp, I was possessed. Oh, I almost gave some of it away. No, um, no, this had nothing to do with band camp. Oh, okay. Did well, you ever go to band camp? Now that we're on the topic. You are in the presence of a couple band geeks. So. Big time band geeks. Over oh, here. yeah. Shocker. Low brass yeah. section over here. Trombone, drum major. Really? Oh, that's right. I, for, I Sorry. Forget now we're making drumming. it about us. This oh, is our new podcast Noah? where we reminisce yeah. about high school band. What about you, Noah? You do any band stuff? No, I was a jock. Get out of here, nerds. Sure. <laughs> jock. That that explains that athletic <laughs> physique you got. So, oh, wow. so basically you peaked in high school then, I guess. Right? Jesus. All right, I'm going to turn the Zoom off. I will see you guys. <laughs> it's the episode where we make Noah cry. <laughs> That's every episode. Oh, we love us. you, Noah. So Dan, <laughs> this podcast. Um, Dan, so I do want to know before we jump into your main story, did you have any other experiences with ghosts as you were younger or did you have a interest in the paranormal at all? Well, I've always had an interest. I mean, it's kind of hard not to, even people who think it's bullshit, right? I don't have any more. My co-host though, from the, our podcast, she swears she lives in a demon house. Hmm. And she's, she's, she heard, I don't want to tell her a story. You can have her on sometime. It's pretty okay. creepy though. Yeah. And she captured a really super clear EVP. And she was doing this thing in Seattle at a poker. It's called poker with the ghost because there's like some paranormal museum in these tunnels where they used to uh, play poker. And some guy named Peter apparently played poker and he died. So on this tour, the guy is talking about the ghost hunt and, or about Peter and they were playing cards because this Peter liked to play cards. And uh, my co-host, Jen, pulled out her little recorder and said, I'm just going to hit record now because I think we're getting ready to do something. And you can hear just plainly the, the guy starts to deal out the cards, you know, one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 that type of thing. And he's kind of going on a spiel that, you know, he's like, oh, this guy named Peter, he loved, that's why we're dealing, man, he loved playing poker. And who knows, he could be standing behind you right now. And I know like listening to that sounds like, oh, this is a setup. But then you hear just really clearly, you just hear him go, hey. Ooh. And it's Ooh. like, so. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's such a missed opportunity for Poker Geist. Like the name of Oh, it. wow. Really yes. Did you yes, just create same. your own podcast or documentary? Shut up, Noah. Can't, we're, we're doing another podcast <laughs> now. Uh, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, and Pokergeist. Yeah. yeah. That's, wow, Kat. That's pretty if, good. If the people of Poker with the Ghost would like to to talk to Catherine about, <laughs> oh about rebranding, they can email us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com so funny so dan um you so i want to hear all about robert uh and your experience with this this haunted doll what what led up to this taking place in your life okay so do you two know about robert the doll have you heard of him we have not heard of robert the doll not to plug the uh, Discovery Channel, but I was featured in a movie last year on the Discovery Channel because of what happened to me because of Robert the Doll. I oh, mean, wow. And it is an insane story. Uh, just the story of Robert the Doll is really crazy. That and does sound familiar to me. I'm yeah. not surprised JJ's never I heard of it, heard. What's he the name of the anything. What's the name of the movie? It's called The Curse of Robert the Doll. It's like a documentary where they uh, got... Like they just interviewed me and then got a guy to play me. And I was looking at his IMDb 
and uh, I forgot his name. Oh, he's a really nice guy, but it's like Philip, whatever his name is, known for playing Dan Schultz. And I'm like, mm, tough stuff. Like, oh. that's not great for an actor to be known <laughs> for playing me. Hey, everyone starts yes, somewhere. In Key West, Florida, a um, long time ago, I'm really bad with dates, but like way, way, way long time ago, uh, this little kid, an artist named Eugene, uh, well, he turned out to be an artist. He was just a kid. His parents were kind of rich. They gave him this doll, little sailor doll. You guys should look it up. Like type Robert the Doll images and freaky. Yeah, Catherine oh, just did that. Step ahead of you. It yeah. looks terrifying. Terrifying. Also, could have been a monkey at some point, maybe. That's what I thought. I thought it looked like a monkey, which I'm really scared of monkeys. Like, oh that's no, that's zoom in. That's like, yeah. Woo. Right. I actually do need to say something now because listen, Robert, if you are listening, <gasps> on them, I, I'm not even like pointing it on them. I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> Dan did not know, insult you. Robert. All respect. Okay. Also, so we are sorry too. Robert. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We meant it in a loving way. All right. So this, this uh, basically this, I don't want to like go too deep into the story. It's just a really fascinating story to the, the history of Robert, the doll, but the, the gist of it is this kid had a doll. The doll was haunted. A lot of deaths kind of happened around the doll and it just, um, they, it ended up being donated to the East Martell museum in Key West. And you can go there and uh, tour it. It's an old, you know, army fort. It's like just, I mean, it's just really spooky stuff. And it's a really great museum, but they really kind of promote Robert the doll because of this crazy legend that he has around him and the stuff that has happened around him. So they have this little doll and his little, uh, I think he's a little dog uh, stuffed animal, in a plexiglass case and you turn the corner in this creepy fort uh, and you see this plexiglass case with this little doll sitting in a chair and he doesn't look the best because he's it's old and he's like disintegrating. Yeah. It's not his fault. Yeah. And there are, it's funny you say that because when bad stuff would happen around town, people would say Robert did it. So it kind of, kind of is Robert's fault. Again, oh. <laughs> no disrespect to my man if you're looking. So they have rules that uh, one of the rules, and they like take it pretty seriously, is don't fuck around with Robert. Like treat him with respect or you'll be sorry. And like don't take pictures of him without asking permission. Don't knock on the cage or his, you know, his uh, plexiglass shell and make fun of him or anything. Um, just ask permission, show them respect. And to add to the creepiness of the entire story um, surrounding, I guess now oh, it's kind of cleaned up now, but surrounding this plexiglass case are hundreds of letters that people have written in directly to the museum saying, you know, please, Robert, I am so sorry uh, I'm, you know, my husband died and my, my blender broke and the fire and all this stuff that happened. And these letters are crazy. I mean, there's people like, you know, writing in and all this stuff, uh, just like saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, and then hopefully, uh, it, he will, you know, forgive you. That's the lore. So now fast forward, uh, to, 
uh, I think it's 2006 or seven. Um, my wife and I and my sister-in-law, who is the co-host of Bandcamp with me, Jen, uh, we went down to Key West and we are going into the museum and we all know the story. We did like a ghost hunt before and now we're ended up at the at the museum and you turn the corner and he is legitimately it's creepy looking. And as soon as you turn the corner, the room feels different. And my wife is freaking out, but me and Jen are like, we're just having fun because we kind of think it's bullshit. And so I'm noticing that I'm making her laugh. So I'm going to go all out and make her laugh. And there's a picture on my Facebook page, uh, <laughs> which shows me behind Robert the Doll's case, like going, you know, like doing that thing, sticking my thumb in my ears and like knocking on the, you know, what are you going to do? Get me, you know, uh, yeah. just being a jackass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And which Jen is exactly is what I would do at this exhibit. I was well. just about yeah. to say, hence why I said this story he, reminds me of well, <laughs> No, this is what he would have done, but not anymore. If we ever well, go. Yeah, and I do, you should go just show respect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, so, but I'm getting a rise out of Jen. So I just keep doing it. But my wife is like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go like whatever you know but it did feel weird and being surrounded by all these lighters and everything like all right whatever so we leave um and uh jen had to do something or anyway amy and i are out in the car my wife amy and i are in the car waiting for jen to come out finally she comes out we leave on the way home we get a flat tire like within 10 minutes of leaving which is whatever that's a coincidence and then we drove off the road which i'm a good driver i don't know why that happened uh, at that time, I lived in Florida. So we're driving from Key West up to West Palm Beach. And my mom calls, my parents live up there. Where are you? Your father's been in a car accident. I'm like, oh, what wow. the hell is going on? Like, why is dad out in the middle of the night? Like, it's like nine o'clock. He usually hits, you know, he, he watches uh, Wheel of Fortune. Then it's uh, bedtime for that guy. I'm like, why are you up? Why is he up? Oh, I, I'm, and my mom's going crazy. And we get up there and my dad somehow decided to go to the drugstore that he was going to go the next day anyway, and he got T-boned, and it was just like a crazy, crazy thing. Um, and as the days and weeks and months and years kept going, bad stuff, really bad stuff happened, like pets dying. I mean, that's bad for me. I love our dogs. Yeah. Um, and then I bad got- for the pets, too. Right. Then I got- um, So- um, I had a surgery in like 2001 and it like, it, it all healed up. And I think we're like coming up on like seven or eight years later. I mean, it's, it's, a, the surgery is long past. Everything's fine. But one night I'm going to the bathroom and all of a sudden I just remember like getting dizzy and I just yelled out to my wife, uh, Amy, this isn't too good. And next thing I know there's paramedics over me. And I passed out, almost cracked my head. And by the way, no Thanks. worse way of going uh, than going mm. on that toilet. Yeah. It's the worst thing. This is how you know Elvis did not fake his death because he's not going to fake it, uh, pinching one off. Yeah. He's going to go way deeper than that. It's all so, anyone would ever talk about. Right. Yeah. So I know that Elvis, he's dead. Anyway. Um, so it turned out that this where they where I had the surgery opened up nine years later for some reason I was internally bleeding Ooh. and I had like anemia and 
Like I was, I almost died. Um, oh gosh. Uh, two years later, my kidneys totally failed. I'm a pretty healthy guy. Uh, but all of a sudden, my kidneys, I went into the doctor and he's like, your kidneys are at 3%. I'm like, oh, well, what does that mean? You're, you're being admitted. You can't work anymore. You're going on dialysis. We got to figure this out. So then I got wow. a kidney transplant. During that time, my mom got insanely sick and she died. And all this stuff was going on. I lost a really awesome job and a really awesome contract um, that, uh, that I was making money with too. And finally, out of the blue, this has been going on like for four or five years. And all of a sudden, wow. Jen called me. She lives in Seattle. And like at this point, like I am like flat broke. I mean, like I went having money and now I'm like, I don't know what happened. And she called and she goes, this is my sister-in-law we're talking about. And she goes, um, I'm sending you a stamp. And I go, for what? You got to write Robert the doll a letter. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because you're like the luckiest guy in the world. This is your life has been shit since we went to see Robert the doll. And I went, well, you made fun of him too. Why isn't he going after you? And there's silence on the phone. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh, that's you. Oh, well, I go, what's going on, Jen? And she goes, do you remember after we left and you and Amy were out in the car and I had to run in and do something? I'm like, yeah. I went back and apologized to him. And I'm uh -huh. like, you were talking to him and you didn't mention me? Like, now all of a sudden I'm livid. Like, you were talking to him. You couldn't have just said, eh, Dan's a jackass, but good guy, funny guy, you'd like him. None of that. At this time, did you believe that Robert was the reason you were having all of this bad luck or, or were no. you still kind of on that? This was the first time it. you thought of it, it was since then. Really? I mean, my wife thought of it literally as we had the flat tire. Like she is like, this is because yeah. of Robert. And then everything else that happened, but she's like, he's very dramatic. We get out, you know, we'd run out of milk and it's like, oh, Robert, the doll, like, just go to the Winn-Dixie and get some milk. <laughs> has nothing yeah. to do with this doll. But then Jen started like, and I'm like, because I am dumb at that point. I'm like, well, what happened? And she starts listing all the stuff that happened. I'm like, oh, well, put it that way. It does seem weird. So I wrote this letter and uh, I sent it down to the museum. And I said, you know, make sure you put this near Robert where he can see it. And I know how this next part sounded, it just sounded like BS, but like within days, everything turned around. Like I got this really good job. It's all this stuff happened. And it was insane days after. And so I just thought, you know what, Robert the doll, I believe you. Or yeah, I believe you. I'm never going to do it. I lived at that point. I lived like, you know, a couple, three hours away from Key West. And I went there a lot. I said, I'm not even going to Key West anymore. I'm fine. I'm good. Two years ago, summer of two years ago, I'm going for a walk and I get a call. Some guy, he goes, hey, my name's Corey. I'm from Hollywood. I'm like, all right, well, what's going on, Corey? Are you Dan Schultz from West Palm Beach, Florida? I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking somebody's doing a movie about me because I don't know why. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, he goes, do you know who Robert the Doll is? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Fuck? Go, yeah um you're like kind of internet famous you know what some apparently some youtuber did a video 
about Robert the doll and the videotape, the day that whoever went there to film this piece, my letter was right there in front. So he's filming my letter. And then uh, what's his name? Jeb Bush, he wrote in, but Jeb Bush was like the governor of Florida. So he's not like- yeah. what. He's just like doing some political bullshit. Like yeah, wait, like, did Jeb Bush claim to be cursed by no, I think he, just, doll? he just wrote the museum, maybe. Yeah, and he was like, you know, in that non-animated way, Robert, good job, yeah, whatever the hell this guy does. But so he said, you know, can we interview you? So then he read the letter to me over the phone, like, yeah, that's me, that's me. He goes, can, we, can you come down to Key West? We're doing this big thing for Discovery Channel. Um, he didn't tell me discovery. He said, it's a big production and yeah, come on down, get interviewed, whatever. I'm like, eh, it's fine. I haven't been to Key West for a long time. And I said, I'm not, uh, I don't have to go see Robert the doll, right? No, no, I'll put you up in a nice hotel and we'll interview you in the, the house where the kid and Robert grew up is now an Airbnb. So I was going to be interviewed there and I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I get down there and, um, I get a phone call right at the hotel before he's coming to get me. And you're like, okay, we're going to be there in 10 minutes. Okay. So get in. And I kind of know Key West a little bit. And we're driving. And all of a sudden I notice, like, why are we going this way? This makes no sense. And then I get a call on my phone. I'm like, now I'm putting two and two together. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? Why are we going this way? This is not the way to this artist's house, it's called. And all of a sudden Corey called. He goes, we had a change. Would you mind? Can we do it at the museum? You don't have to see them. All right, that's fine. So oh, yeah. get to the museum. Dan, before go, before you finish, yeah. I do want to ask at this point in time, as it was kind of building up to this event, now you know you're going back to the museum. Did you have an actual fear of seeing Robert again? This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. 
Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like, just because it, like, it literally happened, like I said, like so much bad stuff happened and I write a letter and it's gone. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't like, I'm good with being done with this whole yeah. thing. Like, so at that point you were all in and the, I was the, all in, okay. but thinking like, I'm still having fun with it, but I'm still thinking like, all right. So gotcha. I we get there and then he comes out as Corey guy and he goes, um, Hey, look, you don't have to do this. It'd be really cool though. If we filmed you talking to Robert the doll and like, mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. And like, but I'm thinking like, you know what? I don't really mind because I believe I'm going to show them respect. Let's do it. So then sure enough, I, uh, oh, I do actually have a paranormal thing I can add to this. It did happen to me after what I'm going to say. I mean, what this, that is now the scary part, like me, but me walking down. Okay. So at this museum, they're filming it. It's all crazy. I had to walk through a, a curtain and it's all moody because they're doing a, you know, travel channel haunted house thing. So it's super dark and they, it's down a long hallway and it's in a, you know, civil war museum. So there's like cannons and stuff. Right. So I'm walking down this long hallway and at the end of the hallway, I see the glint of the plexiglass of Robert the doll's cage. And, but what was surreal from my vision walking down this long hallway, they had all the exit lights in red. So like the red light, was, it looked like I was walking into hell <laughs> and I get in front of Robert, the doll, there's a little piece of tape on the floor and he goes, just get up to the tape and start talking to him. I'm like, what am I going to say? You'll probably figure something out. Tell him how you feel. So I go standing there and the, and this is the other thing. If you go see Robert the doll, if you are looking at him, like either he will look like a doll, which and that's what he looks like. He's just a kind of a creepy, no offense, doll. But there are some times when you're looking at him and the eyes are different and they are freaky. And he was looking at me and I'm looking at him and I, I don't know what I'm rambling. Like I, he, they, they said they taped me for like a half hour talking to him. I, I think that part of it, like, I think I'm in it for four seconds at that part of the, the entire movie. Um, but I just remember saying like, uh, boy, it's really weird seeing you this time. I wish I would have, you know, showed you the respect and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then after that, they interviewed that, that part was really freaky. Then I walked back and they interviewed me for what you see in the show. Um, but so then after that, here's my paranormal thing. We're all standing in the museum and a tour came in that night. It was They did a ghost tour and we're kind of standing there and the ghost guy, uh, really, it's a really good ghost tour. If you ever, not to plug him, but the Sloan 
Ghost Tour, I think it's called. Really fantastic, fun time in Key West. But the film crew, the director, me, and like we're all kind of standing there watching this guy do his thing. And what he said was like, you got to kind of stay in this dark hallway because people are starting to file in and we don't want to ruin anything. So you get just stay here in this hallway with Robert the doll. We're going to hang out until this big group of people goes on their ghost tour, which is going the other way. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the uh, director and he's talking, he's, but he's moving around. He leaves, he's grabbing some film, like some cameras and everything. Um, I'm just kind of thinking like, wow, this is really wild. And I hear the the ghost guy saying, like, you know, this is a really creepy museum because, you know, you will see shadow people and it's just, you know, you might feel people touching you and all this stuff. And I'm just kind of thinking about that. I'm just standing there waiting for them to let me know that it's okay to go back on the other side of the curtain where there are lights on. And I see Robert's, you know, the glint again of his uh, plexiglass cage. And all of a sudden, I realized, like, these idiots left me here alone. Like I was not even paying attention. I am literally the only one standing in this hallway with Robert the doll, like, I don't know, 50 feet away from me, which I mean, I didn't think he was coming to get me or anything, but it was just like, and it's pretty much dark. And I look down the hallway and I swear to God, I see shadow people. I see a shadow figure run by, stop, look down the hallway at me and keep running. And there is no light down there because it's a civil war fort. There's no light coming in. And it just creeped because he stopped, looked, and then kept running. I don't know if he looked. I I just, I saw the shape, but the shape, you know, um, it was just freaky. That's my story. Oh, wow. That's terrifying. But Part of me thought you were going to say Robert had like turned and was looking at you or like something like that, or he was holding your hand. I was bracing for, I don't know. That was very, oh, I I don't know what I would have done. First off, to be left in that hallway. First off, you were like, no, we're not going to go talk to Robert. And then they were like, oh, let's just drive there. You don't have to. Oh, actually, will you? And then you're stuck in there by yourself. Oh, man. It's terrifying. That's a story. Oh, and then as I'm waiting to go in, they had like a local ghost hunting kid there uh, at volunteering at the museum. And he goes, what what are you here for? And I go, "Uh, I got to go talk to Robert the doll. And he goes, you're talking to him? I go, yeah. Oh, Uh (laughs) okay. And I'm like, well, what do you know? It's a lot of bad stuff about Robert the doll. Oh, no. Like, I got it. Thank you. Yikes. And it was just really freaky. When you said the doll's eyes changed, like, what do you mean? Like, like, was it like a feeling you got looking at his eyes? Or do you see his eyes? Like, well, they didn't move. But there's like, again, if you read up on the story, like so many things, like they'll be looking, people will be looking at him in the cage and all of a sudden he'll turn a little bit. Like, just like, you know, Annabelle, crazy shit. Like that's the kind of stuff. Thank God that didn't happen to me. I would have just, that would have been it. But no, he just like, I was looking at his eyes and I was, before I went down there, the guy who did the ghost tour, this David Sloan, who is like US expert about Robert the Doll said, you'll be okay. Cause I was just down there and his eyes are normal. I go, what does that mean? He goes, well, you know, like sometimes the eyes just look like a doll's eyes. 
And sometimes there's something there and you'll know it if there's something there. And when I went there, there was something there, not blinking or anything. They're just black eyes, but it's like, and, and I also understand that I'm in this position where like they're filming this thing and it's, I'm, my nerves are all crazy, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like, I'm like, the first thing I thought of when I'm standing in front of him is like, I better check out his eyes quick. Right. And yeah. looking, and it is like, he is looking at me and I'm looking at him and it was freaky. And I think he remembered me. I like to think he remembered me. The guy who wrote the letter that was right up front. Yeah. Freaky. Well, I was looking at it and I guess a lot of people believe that Robert is rooted in black magic and voodoo. So maybe that explains, you know, the power that it people claim that it possesses. So JJ, you've heard this story. You infamously um, were in a haunted cave and there was lore, maybe not quite to the extent of Robert the doll, but there were no you know, letters posted, no letters posted, but they did tell you not to touch the water. Or you may be haunted and you and your brother basically bathed in it. Would you? <laughs> we after, splashed it. Idiots. After, after you hear Dan's story, if you visited Robert the doll, how would you behave? I don't think Catherine would let me go see Robert the doll without wow. her around to make sure I didn't fuck with him. That is yeah. so, so accurate. Yeah. I, we have not talked about this clearly. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, well, we won't be going. I when, think maybe in my youth, like, yeah, definitely I yeah. would have fucked with it. But right. now like, I have a wife, I have cats, I have plants. I, you know, you don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it for, for them, you know? You the plants would be dead so fast. It wouldn't <sighs> even be funny. The plants uh, are prob probably would just be like, you know what, you're going to kill us this tough, eventually. This it's is just... a tough episode because, you know, I feel like our reaction is, well, we want to be like, well, isn't it couldn't it be this or we want to we want to counter all of this but i don't want right. to do that this episode because because what if he's listening exactly don't joke about it i'm not i mean honestly like I, don't say his name it's, it's okay it's okay to like say his name just show him respect I'm not like, right don't that's a beautiful what a beautiful name it's a great name. Uh, you don't have to kiss his ass, cat. It's, it's not going to come after you. Just you know, you know. He can see right through your flatter. Literally, my my stomach growled just now, and I jumped. So that's how on edge I am. <laughs> well, Dan, now that we're kind of getting towards the end of the episode, we definitely should talk about your podcast. Can you tell us about Bandcamp? It's quite a segue. Uh, Bandcamp is a podcast where it's a comedy podcast where we read banned books and try to figure out why they were banned in the first place and oh, this season JJ. this season we're doing uh to kill a mockingbird and basically jen who is smarter than me because she apologized to the doll clearly she's smarter than me she will read one chapter per episode and i will sit back and listen to her read it and then make smart ass comments but i'm all in because like I think everyone should read this book because it's a good book, but I'm not going to burn any calories reading a book. I'm going to have her read it to me. Then I seem smarter. So that's what Bandcamp <laughs> is. And then we just figure out why would anyone want to ban this book? Mm. And it's just like, there's such a weird thing going on yeah. in this country right now with, you know, 
people yeah. like it's, crazy. it's crazy it's like what the hell is wrong with you like all of a sudden we're afraid of words and ideas well we appreciate <laughs> you creating a platform for that that's i mean it sounds yeah. so crazy because i read to kill a mockingbird in middle school yeah but in the and fact it's that such you're a having great book have, like it is and so many other countless books and this, these kids are catching on they're you know i also definitely thought you were talking about about like reading like middle school band books that that's like why, teach you how to play hot cross buns that's why that's why, Noah, like, what? that's why noah's been like band <laughs> yeah Cat, I, I noticed like did not, did not click until just now <laughs> trying to help jj out you know yeah i know i noticed that your uh, enthusiasm for the podcast like oh 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, oh i get it now it's not about Music band. Okay. We were all no on big kettle drum in this whole show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We were all there with you, Dan, except JJ. <laughs> just, just me. We do our best. Uh, <laughs> well, Dan, as we're kind of wrapping up, is there anything else you'd like to pitch our audience? Any social media you need to plug? Anything like that? Uh, Where can they find your podcast? That kind of thing? Uh, look it up wherever you find podcasts near you. It's Bandcamp and it's B-A-N-N-E-D. Not to be confused with Bandcamp. See, we had said that in the beginning. Well, if right there, I mean, how long did I have to say band? Did I have to be like band? Band. Look, yeah. words sound the same. <laughs> That's why I came up with the name. It's a In my head, name. I was just doing all those ends all the way down. <laughs> I said it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Well, I want to. Do I have time to ask you guys a question? Yeah, go for it. Man. So I found you guys a few days ago, and I'm like binging. And then I realized like, Jesus, you guys got like 200 episodes. Yeah. So I want each of you to tell me which episode I should listen to. What are, what's your favorite episode? Um, Do you guys need a minute or you want me to go first? No, you go. You go. So for yes. me, because we need a minute. So yes, you go both first. of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For um, for me, and it's, it's funny that you asked this question because we recently just switched to a new platform and we're joining a podcast network. So I've had to go back through every single episode we've ever done, re-download it. While I have not heard every what? episode, I've at least heard some of every episode that we've ever done yeah. recently. But even without that, I would have to say the Doppelganger episode is my favorite. As I look for the name, I'll kind of talk about it. So this Doppelganger episode was the first one we had ever had. It was just when we started reaching out to people on Reddit to come on our podcast and share their stories as kind of our podcast evolved through the pandemic. So the name of the episode is A Doppelganger Under My Bed. And the lady that came on to talk with us, we had never really heard much about doppelgangers in general. So this was kind of our first foray into doppelgangers. But I will never forget and Really, a lot of fans for quite some time said that this was the scariest episode we have. But she depicts a essentially she being a young child at this time. And as she's well, don't looking, do a spoiler, though, I mean, OK, I well, I, will, I won't spoil it for you. I'll just say that um, it is give you chills as you listen to it. It's it, to me, it's it's one of maybe two or three that I still think about weekly uh, in the back of my yeah. head. So That's yeah, crazy. definitely check that one out. Kat, JJ, what'd you find? <laughs> I, I let you go first because I thought you were going to say this one. And so I think you're thinking we're going to say this one. And we are. Well, I, uh, Purple Mommy, if you haven't listened to it yet, Dan, I can't give you any hints. You just have to listen to it. Purple Mommy. And uh, then- I have a purple mattress. 
<laughs> Does that play into this at all? Is there any really no? Okay. No, but I will wow. say that that purple mommy is like definitely a fan favorite, and and the story itself is great. But I also feel like the name of the the entity purple mommy is also a big selling point for that episode because it is just yeah. a really creepy uh, mm -hmm. name for sure. The other one I was going to say is um, uh, my daughter's spirit reassures us that she is okay. okay. JJ? Mine was evil. Oh, gosh. I, I found the name and I already forgot. Oh, I found it. Well, Cap brought it back up. Evil ghost lady tried to take my son. You guys that ever one... hear it just saying episode 14? Hold on. Evil... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they're not. No, we don't really do that around here. We used to number them, but I don't think we have in a while. Well, they're numbered on Instagram, uh, but I don't think it really correlates with our actual Because now you can just search it. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, but now um, the one JJ's telling you about that is our most famous episode. That uh, her story just like it it the way she retells it it's like a movie yeah. just writing itself Very like cinematic. needs to make a movie about it. Wait, now people um, cried during listening to that really? episode. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. on. I love it. Also La Llorona is a good one. Oh yeah, oh, that a is a good one. one. That is a good it's one. Well, um, well, Dan, we've really done it all tonight. I feel like we've we've circled all around the wagon. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, this has been a blast. Uh, oh, you can our... go on the, the Travel Channel Discovery. I'm not getting paid to this. I, I didn't even. They paid for my hotel room. I they they paid the guy who played me more money. I, I mean, uh, I literally got nothing. But uh, it, it was on Discovery Plus. Travel Channel. I think both of those are on demand too. You can watch them now. They had a sandwiched in between uh, Zach Bagans and uh, the Ghost Brothers. Very exciting. On Halloween night, they debuted wow. it. Really Ooh. cool. Well, between that and Poker guys, we've got a lot to do tonight. Okay. <laughs> With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Dan. Ooh, spooky. Normally, I would have added something in there about Robert, but after listening to that story, I'm not yeah, saying no. Mm -hmm. I, I almost did in that. No, <laughs> no, we, no, none of us intended to do that, if anyone's listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.